little piece of dialogue there uh, from Chicago. I always like to play that song when we're talking to the folks at the City Club of Central Oregon, which we're doing today. Uh, our show will be about call. It's called uh, "Cracking Open the Child Care Crisis." Uh, as as I said a minute ago, we'll be joined by uh, moderator of that forum, Zach Demars. He's a special project reporter at the Ben Bulletin. The program will explore the structural, economic, and regulatory barriers to creating more child care options in Central Oregon, and take a look at some of the solutions. Um, the forum is this Thursday at uh, eleven begins at eleven forty five at the River House and also online. Uh, Zach, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, so sorry about that. I, I, I got distracted just there for a second. Um, so yeah. So the, so can let, let's start out with just the nuts and bolts of the forum coming up. When, where, uh, how people can get more information, and then we'll get into the dig into the substance and a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, this Thursday at noon, uh, City Club will be hosting the forum. Uh, it'll be in person at the River House on the Deschutes, but also streamed online uh, on the City Club's YouTube page. Uh, there's more information and registration details at cityclubco.org. Um, I'll be moderating the forum, and we've got a great panel of four experts in uh, the region's child care crisis to talk about uh, kind of from beginning to end, you know, what, what the issue is, what, what issues providers face, and uh, what just some folks in the region are uh, trying to do to uh, make a difference. So really looking forward to the conversation on Thursday. Yeah, very important issue for everybody in our community, right? Uh, not just uh, parents and children, but uh, the, the whole community and how it impacts the workforce or, you know, workers, and so the bulletin has been, and, and with you um, as a special project reporter, has been providing a lot of coverage on this issue. Can you talk a little bit about that, what you've been finding? Absolutely, yeah. So our coverage is also in partnership with City Club in preparation for this forum. So uh, it's really great that we're kind of able to build on the coverage uh, with the forum and build on the forum with the coverage. But um, what I've been looking at is kind of the, the child care crisis in Central Oregon from end to end. So we know that even before the pandemic started, uh, experts and researchers called uh, Deschutes County and every other county in the state a child care desert. Uh, and with a couple of exceptions, what that means is that there are one or fewer spots uh, of childcare for every three kids in a county. So uh, every spot you've got of childcare, there are at least three kids who could try and get into that spot, which means there are a lot of kids and a lot of families who are going to be out of luck once all of those spots are taken. Uh, and so what that means is you've got a lot of families who are struggling to find childcare. They are you know, uh, balancing um, different uh, daycares and babysitters and nannies and trying to find something that works with their schedule. And on top of that, some of them are also trying to work. Um, and what we're seeing is that a lot of families end up having to do this math of, uh, if, am I going to go through the effort of trying to find childcare and then working at the same time with all of the, uh, you know, 
inflexibilities of, of the childcare that they might be able to find? Or is it easier just to not work altogether? Um, cost is also a huge factor in this. The average Deschutes County family pays $875 a month for full-time care for uh, one kid. So that means families are having to decide, you know, if I'm going to spend so much of my income on childcare anyway, maybe it would be less expensive for me not to go to work and just take care of my kids at home. So we're seeing a lot of families kind of in this terrible balancing act, trying to figure out if it's even worth it to go to work, even worth it to get their kids into childcare, just because it's such a struggle to find that care and then pay for it once you're able to find it. All right. And one of the ways um, we talked about a little bit at the before the show, one of the ways that shows up in addition to uh, high stress right on families um, is in it, it exacerbates what uh, I think a lot of people consider to be a worker shortage here in Central Oregon, especially for um, some of the more public facing jobs, retail, food service, those kinds of jobs. Um so I guess have you have you found that in your reporting, and, and is that in fact uh, one of the significant causes of the you know because I know restaurants have closed right just because they can't get right. staff. It, so is that something that that you found to actually be a part of the cause of that? Sure. Yeah. So you know the hard data on that sort of thing is a little bit difficult to find. Just with some of the surveys that have been done about childcare, um, there's a lot of uncertainties in the data. And some of that, you know, research, particularly from the Census Bureau, has only been going on during the pandemic. So some of that kind of hard data, hard evidence is really hard to pin down. But you could talk to pretty much any employer or lots of employers in the region and ask them why people are turning away jobs or why people are quitting jobs. And many of them are going to say that at least some of those people who left their jobs are because of childcare issues. So well, there's a, you know, I haven't found a great figure for the number of people who've left their jobs for childcare, for example. Um, there are a lot of employers and there are a lot of stories that point to the fact that it's at least a factor uh, for a lot of people who are leaving their jobs. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things, too, that you talked you talk about with the forum uh, or maybe let, let's set up the forum uh, just a little bit more. It's coming up Thursday at, at uh, 1145, as we discussed, cityclubco.org. There's a great uh, set of panelists. Can you talk about uh, about the panelists and and their contribution to this? Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got four panelists that will be part of this forum. Uh, Heather Rogan is the owner and operator of Bolden Rogan Early Childhood Academy. Uh, they've got sites in Redmond and Prineville, and they're working on new sites in um, Bend and Redmond. And uh, Heather's got a really great inside look on you know some of the stresses that the childcare shortage puts on providers, um, because we think about families are doing a really crazy balancing act trying to find care. Providers are doing a whole other kind of crazy balancing act, trying to get as much care into the market as possible. So Heather's got a really great look at uh, what that kind of balancing act is. She's been able to, um, or she's on track to open new childcare sites, uh, and she's been doing that during the pandemic. And so she's she's able to talk about, you know, what some of the risks that she's having to take to increase 
her supply of childcare, what some of those risks are and what some of the barriers are to that and what some of her successes are. Um, and uh, Karen Prow with Neighbor Impact, she directs Neighbor Impact's child care resources and referral program. And uh, she also used to be a child care provider herself. So she works with providers all across the region on what kind of barriers they're facing and on how, you know, they can get access to federal funding or state funding or other kinds of resources that can smooth out some of those barriers. So uh, she is kind of one of the community's experts. If you ask anybody uh, in the community about childcare, they're very often going to say, make sure to talk to Karen Prow because she uh, has a great depth of knowledge uh, on the local, uh, the local industry. Um, Erica Spate is one of our other panelists. She is a pastor with Story Dwelling, the faith community in Bend. And she's also one of the founders of ReVillage, uh, which is uh, one of the kind of solutions or responses that we're looking at and pointing to as this could be a potential model to look at how to fill some of the gaps in our childcare market. And Revillage essentially is a partnership of churches. They created a nonprofit and they're running daycare out of the unused space in church facilities. And so she's going to talk a little bit about where that model came from, how it's working, and what some of the lessons are from, uh, you know, kind of inventing this new model or, you know, uh, getting started on this new model here locally, at least, and diving into that space. Um, and then our fourth panelist on Thursday will be Kelly Sparks. She's the Associate Vice President for Finance and Strategic Planning at Oregon State University Cascades. Uh, and she's also heavily involved in uh, the university campus's effort to expand its childcare offerings. So the OSU Cascades has been running some childcare for students and staff during the pandemic, and they've got big plans to expand that child care across the community. So she's going to talk about what that effort has been like and what it will continue to be like. So uh, definitely a, a thorough discussion of the issues with, with these four panelists, Heather Rogan, Karen Prow, Erica Spate, and Kelly Sparks. Uh, and so one other, I know one other aspect of this, we, you, you're going to address the problem, uh, which we've talked about a little bit here, um, but also the network of people and organizations who are, working towards solutions. Uh, so uh, what are uh, some of those uh, people and organizations and solutions that they're uh, considering or in the process of implementing? Sure, yeah. Well, there are, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, the statewide experts that I've talked to have talked about how Central Oregon is pretty special uh, because of the kind of community of nonprofits and organizations that we have really tackling this issue. Um, Central Oregon is pretty unique because the business community has been really uh, diving deep, uh, particularly the Bend Chamber has been really diving deep into uh, childcare and what can be done about it. So there's already kind of this unique network uh, in Central Oregon. Um, so, you know, just to touch on a couple of those, I touched on ReVillage. That's one of these kind of new models uh, that is, is being tested here locally. Um, there's a lot of interesting work as well around the workforce of childcare. So um, kind of this question of if people going into the childcare industry know that there are long hours, often low pay, 
often can be a challenging industry to work in. Uh, how do we get those people to enter the industry, be prepared to the, enter the industry, and then stay as childcare providers for a long time? So there are a couple different uh, efforts and models underway in Central Oregon. Um, Central Oregon Community College, for example, has what's called Partners in Practice, and uh, basically what that is, is a scholarship program for uh, early childhood edu educators uh, to get some professional development classes and work towards a degree. So uh, they're actually working, uh, those students are working on kind of formalizing their work and uh, making it more of a career and less of just, you know, less of glorified babysitting and more of formalizing their work and, um, and you know, working towards a degree. Um, so COCC's effort with Partners in Practice and some of their other programs has really been to kind of change the narrative around who provides child care. Oftentimes we think of child care workers as, you know, just babysitters, just somewhere to take your children during the day. But uh, the work that COCC is doing with Partners in Practice uh, and some of their other programs there is to really show folks that it's much more than that. And it's a career in early childhood uh, education and development. Um, some solutions that are being looked at at the statewide level, um, there are new streams of funding from the state. Baby Promise and Preschool Promise are the names of those two. And basically what that is, is subsidy from the state's early learning division, which pays for childcare spots for low-income families. So what that does, obviously, it guarantees those spots, certain spots at certain providers for low-income families, but it also makes sure that those spots are paid out at a rate that can pay the childcare providers a living wage. So you're not just guaranteeing a spot, but you're also guaranteeing that it's worth a provider's time to open those spots because they'll be paid at a living wage. Um, and so that program, those programs right now are very small, but there are, uh, that could be a model for what it looks like to scale up the level of state subsidy uh, in the childcare industry. Um, and yeah, one of the others that's, that's being looked at on the statewide level is what's called the Oregon Childcare Alliance. Uh, basically what that is, is centralizing a lot of the business services of small childcare providers. So in Central Oregon, particularly and across the state, a lot of childcare providers are running care out of their homes. Uh, they're doing what's called in-home or family care. And that often starts out of a family who says, well, I need somewhere to care for my kid during the day. And I can also bring in maybe a cousin and a neighbor and a person from down the street. And now I've got four or five or six kids all in my home. I'm going to formalize this, make it a business so I can make it worth my time. So oftentimes those kind of come up in a very informal way. And so what the Alliance and some of the other programs that are being uh, run are trying to do is really kind of formalize those in-home care businesses and centralize, for example, tax preparation services or payroll services or marketing so that those costs uh, can be combined across multiple in-home care centers and uh, kind of reduce the burden with, um, you know, kind of uh, acting in bulk. All right. That uh, that sounds great. I was actually um, 
Got to ask a little bit about that. Uh, so I'm glad we went into the statewide efforts and those subsidies. Uh, so we're uh, talking right now on the Tuesday Point here on KPOV with Zach DeMars about the child care crisis in Central Oregon and the City Club Forum coming up this Thursday uh, called Cracking Open the Child Care Crisis. And that'll be at 1145 and uh, in person and also online. Uh, more information at cityclubco.org. Uh, we just want to take a quick break and talk about what's coming up on the Wednesday point. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, Chuck Thompson, the editor, and Susan Hess, executive director and publisher of Columbia Insight, will join Louise and Marianne. They'll discuss the water inequity issues in the Pacific Northwest. So join them at 9 a.m. here on KPOV, 80 at 9 FM or KPOV dot O-R-C. So, Zach, one thing that uh, came up when you were talking about the uh, statewide solutions and um, subsidies and a small sort of, for lack of a better term, pilot program, um, do you know if there's any bills in this legislative session to address that on a bigger or broader scale? There certainly are. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to note when we're talking about solutions to the child care crisis, most of the people that I have talked to throughout this process have pointed to the fact that most of the solutions underway are really stopgaps um, because the central problem is a business model problem. And oftentimes many of the people that I talk to, they see the way to fix that business model problem as subsidizing. Uh, so government supporting uh, the funding of child care, about 71% of care right now is funded by parents. And so most people that I've talked to are saying we need to reduce that percentage that parents are paying. So in the interim, we've got a lot of these stopgap measures. But, you know, there are some bills in the legislature right now that uh, speak directly to uh, this issue. And, uh, you know, I hesitate to go dive into any of them sure. too deeply. I have a pretty kind of surface knowledge of them at this point, but there are, um, you know, there are some legislators in particular who are very focused on this issue uh, and, and really see this as, as an equity issue and a workforce issue. Um, so there's a lot of work being done in the legislature right now, but I, I, I hesitate to dive too deeply into it and to speculate about what, what some of it means. No, and that's fine. And we're pretty early in the session, right? So they're going to develop as we go. Uh, it'll probably be more more useful to talk about it in April, right, when, you know, the bills may have come together or combined or whatever. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I'm just glad to know that there's some, some things being addressed. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, Zach, just for uh, – I don't know, sort of the journalism nerds among our listeners and, and me. Can you describe a little bit about your process in reporting this in reporting this issue? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we started or I started on this, uh, I guess, two or three months ago. Um, and I kind of set out with this intention of I want to learn everything there is about child care. I know it's a problem, but I don't know the extent of it. I don't know why it's a problem. And I don't know what is being done or what could be done about it. So I kind of set out with that intention in mind. And we started with uh, a big call out to our audience and our readers. We put out a survey and said, if you've been impacted by the child care crisis, tell us your story. Tell us how you've been Im- impacted, why you've been impacted. And then tell us what questions you have uh, about child care. And so that did two things. Obviously, number one, it uh, gave me a lot of parents and families and providers 
that I could talk to that would share their story about, you know, I hate to call them horror stories, but sometimes there are these really crazy stories about the lengths that parents are having to go to, to try and find childcare, um, you know, going on Facebook pages and uh, putting together three different babysitter schedules only to have all of those schedules fall apart from under them. So kind of the lengths that they were going to. And then as well from that survey, using the questions that folks sent in, things that people wanted to know about childcare. Um, and one of the biggest things that, that I took away from that survey, in particular, the questions that people had about childcare, people knew that there is a childcare shortage. Some folks said that there's, it's not a surprise to anybody in Central Oregon, or at least anybody that is a parent or has friends who are parents, um, that there, it's not a surprise to them that there is a shortage of childcare. What they don't know and what people wanted to know was what's being done about it. So we really tried to focus in on uh, these, you know, kind of responses and solutions. Um, you know, there's kind of a, a, a growing body of theory in the journalism world about this idea of solutions journalism. And, you know, that's, there's, it, it's kind of a buzzword at, at some points in, in journalism. And, you know, some people will say it has to have a very rigid structure and it has to do a very certain, you know, achieve a very certain purpose. And, so that was kind of the path we took this down, um, but you know more broadly than that kind of very rigid solutions journalism lens. Thinking more about ideas and looking at responses, you know what is being done, what could be done, um, and you know so I mean one of the most helpful things for me was asking everybody along the way um, that I talked to, what's being done that you're excited about, or what would you like to see. Uh, tried here that's been tried elsewhere. And that, uh, you know, that took me a million different places. And I've still got a million more that I would uh, yeah. like to walk down. All right. Uh, thanks, Zach. We're actually going to uh, have to head out here in just a second. Uh, so can you just give us another quick rundown about the forum, when, where, all that fun stuff? Yep. So Thursday at 1145, uh, the Riverhouse on the Deschutes, as well as streamed online, uh, we'll be uh, having a child care provider, a child care expert, and then two folks who are focused on child care solutions and responses in a forum. I'll be hosting it. More information is on cityclubco.org. All right, Zach DeMars, special project reporter from the Ben Bolton. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on The Point.